On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, Garth is the new Bobby. Inspector is the new ghost. Let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. And this week we're going to talk about Season 8, Episode 6, Southern Comfort. That is exciting. I would say that I want to drink Southern Comfort, but that liquor is disgusting and I'm not in a sorority. Uh, Have I ever told you my Southern Comfort story? I have a very brief one, I promise. Did it involve vomit? No. No vomiting. But... When I was in my early 20s, Tuwaka was the shot of preference. Oh, Tuwaka. Funny story, Tuwaka and Soko, Southern Comfort Soko are about the same color. When those get mixed up at the bar, it's very unfortunate. That is, those are not the same. The same shot, not the same not shot. Not the same shot. Tuwaka <laughs> is what sorority girls should drink. Like, it is a, yes. the easiest fucking liquor. Like, I had, there was a bar mm-hmm. in, in Manhattan that the bartender would would buy like he bought that bottle for he would buy bottles of Tawaka for just me and my friend to come in which is sad would be yeah. like the bartender's like I bought you a new bottle of Tawaka you're like yay yeah, I, mean, I brought a drunk star in Tawaka that was my yeah. shit it's delicious it really is damn it no I went to Tawaka I haven't had I haven't had Tawaka in forever anyways that's my sorry Southern Comfort every time I hear it that's what I think about it's just like accidentally drinking it which is the worst way to drink yeah it. i think it's, i think it's also ways, one of the worst one way. of the liquors that you experienced as a child like it was in everybody's parents like liquor cabinet and everyone like this is oh yeah. no uh i'm gonna sip this i'm sure it's delicious no it's not no god i'm gonna no. vomit just thinking about this right now oh, oh. don't do that don't do that all right <laughs> sorry to detour right away here we go what's unusual how are you what have you been up to I don't even know. I don't remember. I know I went to a yoga class today and it was hot mm. and they used the word booty, which just makes me oh. like want to like, if I ever lose it in a gym, that's because someone's going to be talking about how I'm working on my booty while I'm like trying to do some like, and it was like, I haven't been in a yoga class in a minute and it was not an easy class. She didn't have any modifications and there was a lot of like, Grab the back of your foot, which is not something you want to do when you have really tight hamstrings. And, but mm. this is also the gym that is offering, I said it to you yesterday, what do they call it? The perfect peach, yes. which is just perfect peach. Also makes me want to vomit. Like, please don't talk mm. about my peach. But I mean, my butt's fine. Yeah. I don't want to do more glute work, but whatever. It's just part of what you do. So, there is that. I know this weekend, like I was, I was going to be like Diana and go to a show, but then I had cramps and I yeah. stayed home. And I missed teenage bottle rocket. And it was raining, right? It was just, yeah. Time. I mean, I'm just, I'm just exhausted too, and I'm just, just really, really tired. And I think, well, I think we all are. I think the world is just exhausted, and we, tired, the world needs a nap. Is what I think. Let's 2024 take a nap. This is what what the <sighs> pandemic should have been. 
This is the actual nap. nap Not time. the nap while you're like stressed out that the whole world, that the world is going to explode and end, which, you know, I'm still stressed out about. But less stressed out because I'm not being forcibly confined to my house, right? So this is right. now the time to I think I think we all need a nap. Yeah, that's I, I actually I don't I like naps don't, and I'm gonna but, second or rest, that. Like, I'm gonna second yeah. it. For this time I'm seconding <laughs> it. I'm in. Um which says a lot. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I don't think I did I go to a I don't think I went to a show last week. Well, you went to Mar- a Mardi Gras event, and like well, yeah. so, I went to a Mardi Gras. Par- I did go to a Mardi Gras parade, and there was two marching bands yeah. and a DJ. So, I mean, I guess that's something. Uh, you know, did that. That was fun. Uh, got to hang with our our dear friend who uh, creates the amazing Island Getaway Rum. She was in Dallas, so that was fun. To see Stephanie, and then um, and then uh, yeah, watched the 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 superb owl, um, with uh. A pile of snacks. That's I'm pretty sure that's, I had a pile of snacks, can... even though I didn't have a superb owl. I did watch the Puppy Bowl. It's all it's so commercialized yeah. these days. We just when is it going to be about the puppies? When is it just going to be about the puppies and the kitten? I mean, there's like fucking like Roku things like in the middle of the field. There's like you know, it's so commercial. Capitalism's just dug wow. its heels into the Puppy Bowl. Damn. I don't know. I enjoyed the halftime show of this of the Super Bowl. I still haven't even seen. I don't. I don't care. Oh, Usher was pretty good. Cool. I gave him props. He's still a good dancer. Uh, and he got he got on roller skates, and I was very happy. Well, that's good. Anyways, um, yeah, it was cool. Uh, there was like a really cool roller skate dance thing. Anyways, but um, but yeah, no, I'm uh gearing up to uh, uh announce uh, our car show's new date uh, later this week. So I'm doing a bunch of social media work. And then, um, that's about it. That's all I got. Yeah. Oh, and tomorrow is Valentine's Day, so I guess to... We all will catch us after Valentine's, that probably. That was true. This yeah, will post, you know. but I, I am wearing a theme shirt, um, which is just a couple that's hanging together, but it's the new Twin Temple shirt. Not that I needed more Twin Temple. Like, it's also stupid. Like, they have the best merchandise, like, right before they come to town. And I'm like, why am I buying uh, this shirt? Like, I bought this shirt, like, from their... So, Twin Temple, like, if you're not watching the video, uh, they've got... It's a really cute shirt where it's, like, there's a heart and their logo, and then, like, the two of them are, like, hanging from it. And then underneath it, which you can't see in the, the video or anywhere, is what's hanging together. But they are playing in San Antonio Friday. I think Dallas is Saturday. But they're on tour. Go check them out if they come through your town. Uh, They are doing now, like, there's going to be unlimited satanic baptisms. So, like, you can, I think it's like a hundred bucks. You can go and they'll dump blood on your head. It's a great time. Go do it. Support the arts. (laughs) Support your local Satanist. Uh, Anyways, on that. Well, on that note, it's also Ash Wednesday. No, is it? I guess Mardi Gras. uh, And the the beginning of of Lent. Oh, that means in San Antonio. That's that's the start of fish specials. And that is why I like Lent because we get fish Friday. Well, they kind of just do it like every Friday. Like now, like, but But, yeah. yeah, But but more places. Yeah, so there's like the super good fried fish like comes out. I mean, we're also hitting like crawfish season, but I heard it's going to be a bad crop this year, which is very sad. Poor Anyways. mud bugs. All right. So, Southern Comfort, season eight, episode yeah. six. This first aired November 7th, 2012. 
It was directed by Tim Andrew, who we last saw directed season seven, episode eight, Time for a Wedding. And it was written by Adam Glass, who we last saw in season seven, episode 18, Party on Garth. So he is continuing. I do like when you have like a a special character and they get kind of linked with the writer so they know like these are the things that I've done with them. Like not that the other writers wouldn't, but. No, it's a nice continuation. Yeah. Uh, but actually, like, I kind of can, I, that makes sense when you say those. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, those episodes, I'm like, oh, okay, I can see that. Yep. And so, speaking of Garth, that's what we start seeing in mm-hmm. our recap. It is. We get a bunch of Garth, and then we get a little bit of the Sam's year off with Amelia and Dean's year off in Purgatory. So uh, we open our episode in Kearney, Missouri, uh, and this scene is traumatizing. I figured it. I figured it would get you. So seven is this working like, under their car like under alone? Traumatizing. Yeah, uh, not being safe. It's at night, and with a jack stand under his car, and a woman pulls up, walks up, and he's like, "Oh yeah, bring me a beer," and she yells, "Why don't you have Sarah Alcott get it for you?" And he looks very confused, but he's still under the car, still under there, and she kicks the jack stand out, and the car falls. I, the car tra- doesn't kill him, but it traps him, and he's alive. And so she gets the car, she fucking guns it, and it decapitates him. We find out later. We do see blood, but you know he's dead. I'm just gonna share. I don't know if I've ever shared. We have a rule in our household because we've talked about we have it on the cars. show before. Yeah. I thought so. So, anyways, and, and Dave's been run over by a car, and we're always scared Dave's about. Babe has been ju- run over by a car, like while he was underneath yeah. it, or like just in general, he was run over by. Yeah, like the jack, like uh, the like it, like it didn't have the the um, chocks on it, and it like rolled on him. And then my car, if it if it were to yeah, fall off the jack stands and you were under it, it would trap you but not kill you. That's why we have the mm-hmm. rule of. Not being under there alone. Anyways, but um, yeah, very upsetting. I know, but I also have the intrusive thought of I kind of want to kick out that jack stand. Like, I can see that. Like, if it was just there, I'd want... It's like motorcycles, like, all in a row. Like, there is the intrusive thought of I just want to kick them. Just boop. I know I shouldn't. Boop, 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 but I, I just want to kick over. that jack stand. Oh, my Lord. So that's how we start well, with some pitter-patter blood splatter of him everywhere. And then we cut to trauma. Like, I couldn't ribs. even call Babe in the room to watch it. Yeah. So we're at Fat Max Rib Shack oh, with so Sam good. and Dean. And, this one's not and on those ribs. I just had, I just had ribs for dinner. Um, Dave, uh, <laughs> talk now. Dean found a case. Uh, but Sam's bad. He's like, we haven't spoken since Princess Island. <laughs> Why? We have, have to, a case. we have to talk about Benny. What is Benny? Okay, yeah, so yeah, we gotta we talk go. about Benny. And Dan Dunn is like, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, but like, why is Denny still breathing? What about Amy? And Dean's like, what about Kate? And we let her live, right? And but then I'm like, this whole mm-hmm. thing, like, is the whole premise of Benny that pisses me off is what about Amber Benson? What about Tara? What about Lenore? Whatever the fuck her name is on the show. But you let her live. Like, you both agreed. I believe it was Sam that was, like, pro, like, she's fine. She and her coven or whatever her nest can go along their way. And that was Sam's idea, if I do recall. So, like, what? 
It's very inconsistent. It's inconsistent. And that's the annoyance. But then also, like, you think that, like, Sam always wanted Dean to come around on this shit. So why is he so fucking mad at him for it? Because Dean has another boyfriend. And he was he was yeah. being secret and, and he was being secretive about it. Yeah. We kind of get some of that out later, like he's lying about it, which is true. Like if you are hiding your boyfriend, your friend, whatever, like from your from your partner, your brother, whoever they are, generally you they, that says more about you than it says about your partner, probably, and how what you feel about ben, them. Benny needs to call. Am I in a secret relationship? It's a show on MTV. It's very dramatic. Those don't sound very dramatic. Uh, but yeah, and and Dean, oh, but he talks a little bit though. He's like, look, yeah, I got a vampire buddy, and you turned your phone off for a year. Mm. It's not wrong. So they go to the crime scene, and then they have one of their "Is this our thing?" fights. Yes, of course. And I do like that Dean shares that when when is decapitation not my thing? Pretty funny, but uh, but there's a lot of decapitations, unfortunately, that are probably not their thing. So that's kind of a weird one too. That would be dismembered. Garth is there, but they well they find out a Texas Ranger is there, and that's how we were like Garth. And then that's also just like premonition. Like if you just forward watch to Walker, Texas, this is all very funny if you think about it. Yes, it is. But he is definitely not dressed like a Texas Ranger, for the record. They have a very distinct uniform and look, and this is not it. No, but. I don't know what I would call his look. Mountain man. Yeah, it's weird. He's, just, he's got a really it's great fringe, fringe jacket on. and But also, I mean, whatever. Whatever, Garth. Yeah. Yeah. Garth is happy and gives hugs, because that's what Garth does. And, um, you know... He's like getting teased by Dean, like, what the fuck? You're a ranger, why in your Missouri? But Garth's phone's ringing and he opens his little fringe jacket and there's three phones tucked in there. And he's giving a guy tips on how to kill a revenant. And this is when Sam and Dean have the revelation that Garth is the new Bobby. Garth is the new Bobby. And he's he's very, very righteous in pointing out that Dean was gone. We don't know where the fuck Sam is. Somebody had to step in. That's a whole year of monsters that are running around, like killing people. With hunters needing, needing help. help. And they don't have the help from Bobby. So fuck off, Dean. Why are you being so mean to Garth? So he's like, all right, I'm going to introduce you, though, to the son of this victim slash the killer. And by the way, mom, who is the one that's supposedly the killer, she's at the hospital. And they don't really get anything of note from their quick talk with Scott Lou, the son. So they're going to keep investigating where they looking around this garage and Garth steps in this green goo. And he can tell that it's ectoplasm by how it tastes. But you do wonder, like, how does ectoplasm taste? Does it? I think does it taste like licorice? I think it tastes like licorice. That's my thought. Huh? Are you thinking about the black to green? You know, like so absinthe, like so so like black licorice or the black stuff, and then it tastes more like you know wormwood, like absinthe when it goes to the green. Interesting. I I wondered, but I hadn't gotten that far in it. So it was like ectoplasm 
absinthe. I don't even know. I'm going down a rabbit hole. Yep. But either way. Uh, so uh, Garth gets another phone call and it is the coroner who is letting him know that they found the name Alcott carved into the, vic- the victim's chest with the wife's fingernails. That's also, weird. his phone is playing Wild Wild West, and he does answer it with Ranger McRae, which is a reference to the miniseries Lonesome Dove, in which Robert Duvall played Texas Ranger mm-hmm. Augustus McRae. And also, I think that it's smart to have Wild Wild West play when you have to answer as a ranger, so then your brain automatically goes, oh, it's a Western. I'm Western. a Texas Ranger. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. That's smart. 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 So at the hospital, they're going to question the wife, um, this woman who killed her husband by kicking the jack stand. And, and then, um, like, and then Carl, like, so what? Like, she ran him over and then, like, dragged him out and then was like, ow, oh, God. I guess. That's what, I don't know. So, um, and he's, she's like, yeah, I was at the store, and then my son found me in the driveway, and he's dead. I don't know. I remember pieces, and like, and th- that makes Garth giggle. Um, but she remembers his screams, and bur- uh, burning rubber, and uncontrollable rage. Yeah, and during this scene, we're getting a lot of like these super intense shots, and so you can really see like Jared Padalecki's nostril work, like just that nostril acting, like really hardcore. Just like this is what I'm thinking, and then like his stupid mm. hair is just like there, like fluffing. So dumb getting fluffier and fluffier the more she talks so just like i think it's gonna start like there's a wind machine that's gonna start blowing this behind him so yeah, yeah. but yeah so we learn from this besides his nostril work we just learned shit about sarah that sarah alcott was a chicken high school yeah some chicken high school that chester banged when they were on a break we were on a break and uh that was it and then but then they've been mary and chester have been together for 37 years since so whatever and uh and apparently she's uh still alive so uh sam and dean and garth go to eat at the diner and garth asked dean where he's been for the last year that was and- a bar i don't think that was a diner that looked like a dive uh, bar but sir like a grip like a pub a grill pub but not nice enough to be pub a pub <laughs> a nice house a okay, sports sports bar and grill sports bar and grill but dean's like yeah i was in purgatory and garth says that's balls and dean is distraught because that is not how, <laughs> you, not say how you say balls. balls it's just not but Dean won't answer the question about how he got out. So, but they are going to start talking about the large number of Confederate flags. And not so Confederate Garth flags, ex- hillbilly hankies. <laughs> I think that is a great name for them. So, all That's of funny. the hillbilly hankies that are hanging in the, in this yeah. establishment, which I, of course, everybody right. like, you're like, oh, the like, that is not something that I, I don't know. I haven't been in the deep south in a in a minute. But I still think even now, like 2012, that was still kind of that's a that's a lot of hillbilly hankies in this store. There was a lot in this place. Um, Enough that I would probably be very uncomfortable and be like, "What is what is happening? Is it what are you fretting for?" (laughs) (sighs) Well, 
Garth's going to give them a history lesson about Missouri. Because apparently he learned a lot in college. Because he went to college. And then you learned this in elementary he... school. Missouri was the state with... Oh, anyways, sorry. <laughs> Either way, Missouri was a border state or was a border state in the Civil War. And it was a very complicated. Well, it has to do... When Missouri those, was, people, was being brought into the United... When it was being brought into the United States. Right. Anyways, anyways, okay, we're not going into that. But it's something that you not, learn not when you're in time. third grade. Anyways... And again, and again in junior high, and again in high school. Like, <laughs> and then again in, like, every uh, time there's a news story. So, anyways. Okay, but we well, also learned that Garth killed the but, tooth fairy. Because he was a dentist, and his first case was the tooth fairy. That's amazing. I love the story. Yeah, someone should make the backstory. I want to I want to see Garth's first case. Yeah, not only did Garth go to college, Garth went to dental school. Garth went to dental school. And then school. became a hunter. Because uh, while he was as working as a dentist, his first case was killing the tooth fairy. Uh, but all I can picture is Epic. the tooth fairy that was in one of the earlier episodes. And he's like that, like the, the cherry hat. And like, you know, a lot of our guy friends will dress as the tooth fairies. And then when they got the cherry hat, the cherry hest, the hairy chest. And like the man, like a big burly man in a tutu. Like that's what I picture Garth fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. Somebody make that happen. That story. All right. So I, uh, the girl who does not if is not a fan of if not a fan of fanfic is requesting <laughs> this. I'm just saying. Uh, all right. So there we go. We've got Scott. Scott Lou, the son, is going to go to the store, and he's talking to a woman on the phone that sounds like his significant other, and he's hitting his inhaler and reaching in his mom's bag for money because he's taking her stuff to the hospital for her. And uh, something he touches in the bag does something to him, and we have green uh, and greenish black goo dripping from his ear. Thank you. Yeah. So he goes inside, and he's trying to avoid some dude that he knows. Yeah. And he's <laughs> yeah, like you do. And so he's just gets, trying to get some fucking coffee. But this also, like, I just know this, like, small town thing. Just, like, oh, fuck Jeff's in here. All right. Like, if I just, like, go to the, like, I'm just going to go behind this coffee aisle. Maker. Like, Jeff won't see me if I go over here. Yeah. So ridiculous. Either way, he gets his fucking coffee. And then the guy, like, starts talking to him and start brings up getting his money back. Uh, and then all of a sudden... Scott's got to throw the coffee on him and start stabbing him repeatedly with a shovel. Yeah, and throwing hot coffee, like, I think the hot coffee in the face is worse than stabbing him with a shovel. I think I would rather be stabbed with a shovel than get the hot coffee thrown in my face. That would be my, yeah, that would be my choice. If you had to do it either or. If I I had to pick, I would pick the shovel. Yeah, but I don't know if you're going to survive the shovel. You can survive the hot coffee. Yeah, but then, oh, anyways. All right. And so in the mirror, we see that <laughs> it's not, it's not Scott. Scott. Mm-mm. It's a, the mirror flickers to a dead Civil War dude. Yeah. Decomposing. He does not look like a good, good times hat. He's, you know, he's very, very blue, yeah. which is good because he's not you. Yeah. Anyway, so Dean and Sam are now going to come check, and Garth. Sorry, Dean, Sam, and Garth. Yeah, and they're going to come, come investigate, and they immediately discover, in very obviously, it says the name 
Sussex, or the word Sussex, S-U-S-S-E-X, written in blood on the cooler door. I just feel like this is like super obvious and it looks like they act like they just like, ha look at this clue we've discovered. Detective Sam but has detected a clue. <laughs> That's ginormous and obvious. But anyway, uh, they find more ectoplasm because Garth steps in it again. And at this moment, Dean realized that Garth Dean realizes that Garth is actually wearing one of Bobby's actual hats. And uh, Garth's like, yeah, you know, we worked at a Ruguru case and he left it in the car, so it's fine. But Dean is not happy and he snatches it off of Garth's head. That's not very nice. But they're going to go watch the security footage. Obviously, the security footage is fucked up. Duh. Shocker. And uh, so... Sam's going to go talk to Sarah Alcott and Dean and Garth are going to go research who or what Sussex is. It's a town in Which England, also a place in Long Island. And so anyway, so Sam does go talk to Alcott and she is stylish and I like her. She has, she's only here for a minute, okay. but I like her porch. I like that she's meeting him for on sure. her porch. Like, I feel like I would get along with her. Like, I don't know. Like, she's just like a cool chick. Very chill. I like her. But she's like, yeah, it's real weird that the FBI is asking me about who I went to prom with. And you're obviously enjoying my tea. But, um, you know, yeah, Mary kept Chester on a short leash. Hmm. And I was just a reminder of his betrayal. Yep. And basically, we find the story. You know, he ba- They banged. He ghosted her. He eloped with Mary. And Mary just never got over the fact that while they were on this break, that he put his dick in her. And uh, Mary, yeah. get the school. fuck over it. Yeah. Go, or go yeah. bang somebody I mean, else. She, like, if you can't, like, get past this, I like, mean, she's, yeah, 30 years, like, for that long. that's a long yeah. time to be hanging on to this shit. So... You look at look at the great life that Alcott is living. She's living the her best life. Yeah, she's living her best life. Yeah, she's remarried. She's married now. She's got different. She had her name hyphenated and all that. Uh, but unfortunately, um, now we're gonna get a flashback. Ta da! Because now we got to go back to Amelia's motel room, and she and Sam have obviously banged, and she is now explaining why she's there because she is a widow. Her husband um, died eight unexpectedly yeah. to her, joined the military, and then uh, got deployed very quickly. So he enlisted suddenly, deployed quickly, uh, went to Afghanistan, and had died eight months prior to her arriving in the. Yeah, it's 2012. So. I mean, that makes sense, right? Going to Afghanistan and then not, you know. But so she moved to Kermit to get away from all the pity. And, but also eight months ago, damn. Yeah, that's not right. That's not right. But I mean, also like, hey, if you got to get over like a man, climb on Sam Winchester. I mean, you're going to be well, sad. At least be sad while, like, you're, you know, riding Sam Winchester. <laughs> riding Sam Winchester. I mean, you can be sad a lot of places. You know, but... that, like, you're going to be crying, like, and you know that she cried during that sex, too. Like, there's no way, like, she, uh... there's no way the first person that she's left with after her husband has only been, like, dead for eight months, Amelia. Um, but, yeah, she, there was, you don't know, Sam. She was, like, you couldn't see it. She was crying. Anyways. Damn. I'm not wrong. Yeah. There's well, no way I'm wrong. No, you're not. 
No, no, you're not. Well, we cut back to Dean and Garth doing their research, but Dean will not let Garth have a beer because Dean Garth can't handle his booze. We know this. And Garth calls Dean an idiot, and Dean is mad because he says it kind of a laughing way, not angrily. Because it should be said angry. It should be. But, uh, and Garth's going to try to pry because you know he wants to know. Whoa. <laughs> What's really uh, weird though uh, is I couldn't hear it. No? <laughs> no, I couldn't. Okay. I did. Uh, so, um, they've, uh, Garth wants to pry though about how Sam and Dean are acting weird and then tries to talk about Bobby. Basically, Garth wants Dean to talk about his feelings because Garth wants to talk about feelings mm-hmm. and Dean doesn't. Dean doesn't want to. But, um, yeah. And then, but Dean's like really tries to shut down. He's like, you're never going to be Bobby. But Garth makes a good point. He's like, look, Bobby belonged to all of us, not just you and Sam. So taking what he showed me and I'm trying to do something with it. Mm, that's right, Garth. Boom. Boom. You drop Boom. this bit of righteous truth on Dean Winchester because it's right. Correct. Bobby belongs to everybody. Mm-hmm. He's not just your Sam yeah. and Dean. No, 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 no. And also Sam's not being bitchy about this shit. It's just you, Dean. Yeah. So in the midst of this, Dean calms down and discovers that Sussex was not a person, but it was the name of a business. It was Scott Lou and the guy that he just murdered at the convenience store's business. They're partners. And, uh, yeah. And it went they on. had beef. So, yeah. So there we go. I don't know why so I started Sam's- using the term beef while I started writing my beef. notes, but um, I think it was because Are they I feel like, yeah, it was, we're going very 2012. Like, yeah, they've got beef. Well, Sam calls to let them know that Sarah's clean. So they know that Sarah's not tied to this at all. And Garth is sitting there and he's flipping through. He's got Bobby's notebook. And he's like, wait, this green goo, this could equal a specter, an avenging ghost. Right. And so I had to look this up because I I really, I was like, wait, what is the difference between a ghost and a specter? And then I found out that, that it was just some nerdy grammar shit. And that made me happy. So according to the contentauthority.com, a ghost is a supernatural entity that is believed to be the spirit or the soul of a deceased person. It is commonly depicted as translucent. You'll see basically the ghosts are associated with the haunting. And so they can do ghost stuff, whatever, but they're, they're a haunting, right? And a specter is also a supernatural entity, but it's different because while a ghost is like the disease, the the spirit of someone who died, specters are often associated with other entities or demons or shadowy Mm -hmm. figures. Um, Hmm. And so they they say, you know, like uh, specters are able to manipulate the physical world more easier and can cause objects to move or disappear. So uh, we're going to do a quick thing that I'm just going to like shove in, shove a quiz on Diana because it's fun. Uh, so Ooh. quick quiz on the difference between a ghost and a specter, not Phil Specter. Phil Specter is not coming into this. So. I'm going to give you a word, give you a sentence, they're going to be in blank. You're going to have to figure out if it's supposed to be a ghost or a specter, right? So, and these are pretty easy, but I think they're a very good way to learn. So, number one, the old mansion was said to be haunted by a blank. Ghost. Right. The blank of Christmas past visited, visited Ebenezer Scrooge in the famous Charles Dickens story. 
So I think the word often uses ghost, but I would think that would be a specter based on the definition. It is. It's a specter because it's not a haunted person. But technically, we don't know that. The ghost of Christmas past could have been Bill. All right. So question number three, the blank of a smile flickered across her face as she remembered the happy memory. I mean, it could be either, right? It, it's but it's ghost because it's translucent. Yeah. I guess I don't. I, uh, maybe, maybe. Okay, okay. Right, four. After his death, his blank was said to appear at the foot of his bed every night. Ghost. That is ghost. All right, and the last one: the blank of the dead soldier appeared to the grieving family in their dreams. Ghost. Inspector. Inspector. Oh. I don't know because that doesn't make sense because it's a dead soldier, so that is the ghost of a thing, but it's the I don't know, I still don't understand the difference. Hmm. Hmm. But I you know like if All it's right. because they just said of the dead soldier, right? So that implies that it was a person. Yeah. That's why I was going that way. But I guess because it's well it's not a haunting, right? Because it's in a dream. Right. It's not a haunting because it's in a dream. That must be the difference. Well, Sure. All right. The Ah. English language is stupid. All right. So Garth has learned about a grave. Yes. And there's a a grave that was desecrated in town three days ago. And so they're going to go check it out. And it happens to be the local, um, well, the, the tomb of the unknown soldier from the Confederacy. The unknown Confederate soldier, which is very distinctive from the unknown soldier. And how did Garth learn about so, the, the the Confederate soldier? Well, because he does an annual Civil War reenactment, obviously. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, and then so they had to figure out what they're going to do. And, of course, the obvious answer is, well, we're going to burn it. Burn them. Yeah, we're going to come back at night and burn the bones. Done. And Sam has a great line, which is, burn a Confederate soldier's bones in a town full of rednecks. Sure. And I also like, I would say that in a much different voice. <laughs> I'd be like, burn a Confederate soldier's bones in a town full of rednecks? <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's how I would deliver uh, that line. But, you know, Padalecki, you made your choice. That's fine. Well, you know. Uh, so they go back at night and they're like, hey, okay, so they all they know is that the police found beer cans, graffiti, and the casket opened. But it looks like everything is still in the in the casket. I, I don't so think that's like, a casket. Fine. Well, it's not. It's like a. It's a tomb. Stone. What do you call that? Tomb. That's what. Um, it's not a sarcophagus. Ooh, see, this, see, now we have a whole other tangent to run back on another day, which will be what the fuck do you? So it's in a tomb, right? Well, the room's a mausoleum. But it's a tomb. It's right? a tomb. It's because it's a tomb of the tomb. unknown soldier, right? The unknown soldier. Yeah. So the tomb is Correct. above ground. I think mausoleum, yeah. it means there's more than one. I don't know. Oh. We're going to be, uh, this is a, a weird, I feel my goth cards when you're taken away. Cause I can't tell you the difference between. Your cemetery trivia is. <laughs> I'm not going to be allowed in the cemetery anymore. So. Oh okay. So note um, to self, we're going to chalk that up later and come back with it with well. a bonus, bonus thing that says what the fuck that's called. Well, the info, the basics are, though, they open the sucker up and it has gold guns and sword in there. So it looks like it hasn't been disturbed. It looks like nobody took anything out eBay. of it. So like, fuck yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So they're going to fucking salt and gas this shit. But Garth wants to say something because it is, you know, a deceased person. Um, and they're going to burn their bones. And uh, Dean pauses and just says, we won. And throws a mask on. <laughs> that was awesome. I love that moment. All right. So that fucker's <sighs> being burned. And so we go to the sheriff's office. And what? A sheriff in a small southern town is an asshole? Yeah. The sheriff's a real dick to Doug, the deputy. So... And Jeff, who killed his butt, or not Jeff, it's Scott Lou. Scott, Scott, Scott who killed, killed Jeff. Yes. He's- Jeff. Scott killed Jeff is having his asthma attack in the cell. So he's like, please go get my inhaler from the my stuff in my evidence bag. And so he's going to do it because. Because the guy's dying. <laughs> yeah. You can't have him die in custody. Um try not to so anyways and but he's like touches some stuff in the in there in the the bag the the evidence bag we don't really see what and all of a sudden he's got the black green goo from his ear son of a bitch and he grabs a shotgun and goes and shoots the sheriff and tells him to write his own report don't, don't have other people write your reports he shot he, sh- he shot the sheriff well no you um, have to hold that because there's a place for that joke so hold it all right Noted. Uh, but did anybody ever get Scott his inhalers? No, Scott's just having an asthma attack. That never, like, <laughs> I, I'm sure it gets better watching, like, this guy take a shotgun and randomly shoot 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 another law enforcement officer. I'm sure his asthma is... Not terrifying at his all. His asthma is just sure. fine. He, he's yeah. calmed down. It's cool. All right, so the, uh, the boys come to investigate. And, and while they're questioning this deputy, they find out, like, oh, yeah, by the way, as soon as I shot the sheriff, I got tackled by another deputy. See, and that's, he got my gun and said he was going to the this hospital. This is where the line is. Because Sam says, all right, we need, a fo- we need you to focus, deputy. Other lives depend on it. Tell me what happened after you shot the sheriff. That is where the joke should be. And right, that is also right. where Garth should have been giggling. Instead of the pieces line, this is where the, the, it, the giggle should have been. You're right. No, missed opportunity for yeah. sure. You're you are correct, correct. So, yeah. So now we know that one of the other sheriffs or the the deputy has a gun and is at, on his way to the hospital. And all they know is that this is bad because something's wrong. Something is happening that's making people kill people. So Dean's going to go to the hospital and. Um, Sam and Garth are going to go research. They're going out to the end. They're going to go find out stuff about the unknown soldier. Right. And we've got our uh, arrival of the possessed deputy at the hospital with his gun. And we do see this, the reflection of the dead, dead soldier in the mirror. Sam and Garth go to research at the library, and this librarian, I guess, is going to try to help them, but they, um, Sam has a flashback. I don't know. It's weird timing. Yeah. Like he's just like, yeah. Like, has a, stops on the steps and has a weird flashback about how she, Amelia's like, you just need to, like, get your clothes and go because I don't want you to pity me. Yeah. She's regretting fucking this dude. Eight months after her husband died, and now things like, oh no, I told him this, and he's just going to feel sorry for me. But why is yeah. this flashback here? I don't know. It's just here. Really what? I, I don't, don't like know. It. Okay. 
very and Garth is like excuse me hi doing we've got things to do yeah so well they're gonna talk to librarian about theories and we get back and forth he goes back and forthy it's just a super back and forthy but basically well what's happening is dean's at the hospital the deputy is like blasting fucking nurses finds uh his the Carl is the deputy's name, and he's going to shoot the nurse who was his the umpire when he tried to steal second. I don't fucking he know. He got called but out by he's... this by this male nurse, and so now he's gonna die. Yeah. Luckily Dean gets there though, and the shotgun's out of shotgun shells, so fine. And then apparently though, we learned that the Spectre, when it has you, it gives you super strength. So Dean's gonna get his ass kicked. <laughs> The librarian does share with Sam and Garth that there is a theory about who the fuck the unknown soldier is. And basically it's these two, the two, these two brothers, the Collins brothers, one was fighting for the union and one was fighting for the Confederacy. And, uh, they, yeah. So know. the most trite tale of the civil war that could ever like be done. One was brother fighting brother. One of them was yeah. for the Union. One of them was the Confederate. And then we flashed and we're like, oh shit, Dean's possessed. Yeah, because he's going to try to like, yeah, basically the, the specter is like, ooh, I like Dean. Here, Dean, here, here, take this penny that I'm pressing into your hand. And the penny is the thing that keeps them possessed. Because what they figure out is the, um, the librarian shows them that a penny tied around a string Worn as a necklace was very common during the Civil War. And it's very sweet because it was for good luck. And that way, if they ever got a loss, they always had a penny to buy food or a drink. Oh, yeah. It was very, I thought it was good, too. I, liked I, liked, it. I think that's a sweet story. Although I'm like, penny? I liked it. Shit. I'm like, what could you do with that now? I don't know. Um, but anyways, now if you had a penny that old, maybe it would be worth enough to sell to buy lunch. But that's yeah, you still it. have to go find um, it, but yeah. So anyway, Sam and Garth are trying to get a hold of Dean now to give him them the news. But Sam's like, oh shit, I saw a piece of string on the ground at the tomb. That means this whole thing's about a goddamn penny. Let's go to the motel and tell Dean because he's not answering the phone. But Dean is at the motel waiting for them. The phone's just sitting on the bed next to him ringing, which also is so annoying. You were there. You just picked it up. But also, I do that all the time. Like, what the fuck are you calling me? Just text me. So, um, so they walk in. He just pulls his gun. And we can see the green goo. We can see it. Yeah. And he just points the gun at Sam. And it said, you should have looked for me when I was in purgatory. Yikes. Which is, like, damn, but also harsh truth. Like, this is what Dean is. This yeah. is the core of why. So they've been harboring. He's been harboring this. They haven't talked about it. And he's he does have some exceptionally valid points. Unfortunately, I think Sam was mostly wrong here. So. Yeah. Now, do I think Sam needed to spend a whole year like of his life like searching for Dean when there was no sign of him or anything else? Probably not. He could have fucking chilled at some point, maybe. But it doesn't mean you give up completely and like. Yeah, stop there wasn't a body. Else. Like, it's very bizarre. There wasn't a body, Sam. No. Like I get like if there's a body, like you get you move on. You have a hundred funeral. You do shit. But uh, yeah, yeah, like. I, I feel like you gave up, but we also don't know. We don't know the full story about why you love him. All right. So Dean, we figure out why Dean is pissed. Oh. But we also get then like, 
I don't really hate this flashback because I kind of like I like the way that it's done. The kids in the tomb. Well, just the story of the penny, right? It's like the whole like oh. this is like how. No, you're right. They do it. They like the little following along. Yeah, with it. Like, this yeah. is how this like, object. It's like, like, like how it's yeah. made. How it's made. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a thing. Many. Um, you're right. No, like it first starts out with just the kids in the tomb, but then you get the one steals the penny, takes it to the store. Buy, da, 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 buys this then they get changed and you know like the whole thing it's cute yeah and how like and there's also just there was nothing really malicious about this like the kid wasn't even possessed like when he just like he no and what's funny is like he just what the fuck is wrong with you you dumb redneck child <laughs> that you took something out of a 200 year old tube and wasn't like maybe this is worth you fucking idiot you take the pe- like I'm I'm not advocating for grave robbing, but I'm just saying the penny around his neck is what you take when there's that fucking fancy ass revolver. Did you see there? that gun? Did um, you see that? Like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You use kid. it as a penny. Yes. Do you like? I I'm, I, I can't I can't I, I can't figure out a way to say things to without say, being offensive. Cannot relate. Cannot relate. <laughs> yeah. Cannot cannot the relate. The words to this I want to use to this child, they're not good. All right. So, but <sighs> so the child has spent the penny, and then that's how it ends up getting going through the change. That's how it goes to the wife, and then we just watch it go mm-hmm. through on and on and on until we finally see it getting pressed in the dude's hand. Yes, and back in the motel room, Sam's trying to like oh, I'm going to reason with Dean. He'll get I'll get through to him. But these, this type of specter possession we've kind of seen doesn't, that's not really going to happen. So Dean's going to unload. He's like, you know, I know you didn't want this life and whatever. And um, I'm going to list your my grievances against you and the mistakes you've made from demon blood to Ruby to not having a soul. Well, at this to point, can dead, you bring this up anymore, Dean? Like, I think you need to like stop bringing, like, you got to let this shit go. Yeah. And, but, but he's like, but these were all choices that you made. And I'm, he's like, I may have lied, but not betrayed you and left you to die for a girl. So Sam attacks Dean at this point. Take off your shirt. Dean has super specter strength. Super specter strength is in, in the scene. And Garth's going to intervene though. Cause he's like, no, no, Dean won't kill me. Cause his beef is with Sam. Beef. Beef. Where's the beef? Mm, beef. Uh, but Dean's still going to point the gun and Sam's like, no, we look at you. What about Benny? That's an example. And of course, if you lie to me, Sam? Dean's like, why? Like you're just, you're poking the bear. At this point, you're just poking the fucking bear. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for you to bring up Benny. Dean's like Benny's more of a brother in the past year than you ever were, and Garth's like, "Who the fuck's Benny?" <laughs> so, but anyway, um, but Dean's gonna keep going on and like basically talking about how everybody's let him down except for Benny. But Garth's still trying to come through to him. But Dean's like, "Nope, time to say goodbye," and he's about to shoot. Uh, he's about to shoot Sam, but Garth hits Dean just right, and it makes him drop. He punches him. Good for you, Garth. It hurts his hand to do it. And uh, Dean kind of comes around. But Garth then picks up the penny, which is terrifying. <laughs> Briefly. Yep. But apparently it didn't affect him. And he melts it down. I don't know. 
and much he like the kids, that, yeah, was, like because there, there was a teenage kid that did not get possessed, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I let stuff go. I see a yogi, and I've got a Sega Genesis, and I can't change the past. I feel like it. Okay, maybe I misunderstood that line. I thought his yogi was the Sega Genesis. Maybe. I may have misunderstood it then, too. Okay. But also to stop being an idiot, right? That, too. And, yeah. And he, yeah. So, there we go. Sam and Dean have each other, and uh, they need to, all, everybody needs to hug it out. Yeah. Hug me, you that's fool. What, that's what Garth wants to do. Right. And most are hanging out. We see this amazing neon sign of the Little Dixie Motel. I just really like the blue and the peach colors together in the neon. I thought that was really well done. Mm-hmm. And it says, welcome to Jesse James Outlaw Days. And the double rooms are $45. And that's just amazing that you have a motel room for $45. But it is. we're going to talk about some ghosts. Dean, and we're going to talk about oh, some... Oh, no, Dean. it's Lord. They can't get okay. you. No. <laughs> Like, no, Diana, stop. I was trying to do a segue. <gasps> All right. Go All right. for it. So the, the the hotel sign says, welcome to Jesse James Outlaw Days. And the reason for that yes. is Kearney or Kearney or what the fuck you want to say, this town in Missouri was actually the home to Jesse James. And the Jesse James farm is there. And that oh, cool. is supposedly haunted. But I'm not going to give any more time to that racist piece of shit, Jason, Jesse James. Instead, we're going to talk about another family in Kearney, or Kearney, Missouri. I don't know why I didn't learn how to say this name. Like, I thought I knew how to say it, and then you said it a different way earlier. So now I'm just questioning myself. I don't know. I was just calling it Kearney, and I guess just because I'm Southern. But anyway, so we're going to talk about the Ebhart family, Lance, his wife Jennifer, and their children, Chloe. Emmy and Heidi and their haunted farm. So the Ebhard family, and you can go to their site now, and it says it's the Mies Moss uh what was it? I was it Mies Moss Tex Tejas Ranch. Mies Moss Tejas Ranch. M-I-S. Okay. My Yeah. So but if you go there now, you get a site. Basically, there's a sign that says our page is getting a refresh, and there's a picture of some horses and a little girl with a giant squash, and that they're currently partnered with the wine company, and they specialize in free-range eggs, zucchini, okra, cantaloupes, watermelons, and pears. Pumpkins coming soon for the fall. Taste our fresh-baked goods and Texas hot sauce. It's muy bueno, y'all. But... Thank you, Internet Archive, for keeping pages of the Internet forever. And so within this website is the blog of Lance Ebhart, which details the haunting of their land. This was featured in a Dead Files episode, season eight, episode one. Hell in the heartland. If you did not know, Dead, Do- Dead Files is one of the paranormal shows where Steve DeShiavi, what fuck you say his name, and Amy Allen investigate paranormal activity. Steve's kind of like the horror historian, PI like dude, and Amy's a medium. Like, okay. I think, I don't know if you've ever seen the show, like, basically they like go in separately, and then at the end they right. reveal to like the, the, the client, like, this is what happened in your house. And like, she's like, this is what I felt like as a medium. And the other guy's like, this is what I learned. And then he's like, they all come together and spooky. 
So their homeland one time is thought to have had an antebellum plantation home on it that was burned to the ground by Union troops. So tie it away. Tie it all away. So the Ebharts did move to Kearney from Houston in 2008. They bought the farm after seeing it on the internet. And they're just like, we gotta have this. Look at all the horses. That's great. It's stalls. And uh, so while when they move in, their oldest daughter, London, she took the back room and she was 13 then. And she was having dreams about a woman in the room touching her. She heard people banging on the window yelling, let us in, let us in. London told her parents one time that she saw a woman sitting on the bed. And when she came into the room, like her face was shallow, eyes dark. And there was an overwhelming degree of sadness in the room. The woman would wake her up, hold her down and scream at her. So she tells her parents this. Fuck that noise. They put her on meds and they didn't help. And so things continue, but they're not consistent, right? And the family has a couple of parties. In one, there's like one of the kids was like, who is that guy that was walking down the driveway? And they're like, what? What guy? We're, we're the only adults here. Like, and so there was nobody there. And then like one of their other kids had a party. And in like in the pictures, there's like orbs like around everybody, right? And so Hmm. as the activity increased, they started trying to do some investigations, like recording EVPs. And this is quoting straight from Lance's blog. We had already started watching paranormal shows in hopes of getting some advice. Maybe we could find something similar to what we were experiencing. At the time, our options were limited to ghost adventures, the dead files, and the stuff we found on YouTube. Other programs seem staged and not helpful at fall at all. YouTube was filled with, for lack of better word, crap. Ghost Adventures was the go-to show for us. We started watching before they turned into big celebrities and were really all about documenting and researching. We thought if we know what we're dealing with, then maybe we can get rid of it. So they attempted to do some basic like questioning over EVPs and, you know, getting like, like nothing's really happening until London asks, do you like my cat? Do you like playing with her? And that's when they play, when they play the tape back, they heard a male voice going, no, apparently Uh didn't like that cat. So they did more EVPs. They got some more disturbing results. Then physical activity started happening. So like the cupboards are popping open. TVs were staying on after being unplugged. A printer in the basement where Lance was working just started printing out paper without being asked to, which I'm like, that's just a printer. That's Russia. Yeah. I mean, that's not, that doesn't count. Yeah. That's, that's not a good yeah. example. They found a historical grave on the site. While out there, they heard shots and Lance got winged by a bullet in the leg. Then Jennifer, the wife, she began to wake up with bruises and was looking like somebody was grabbing her. She was being woken by her legs being pulled. Lance was being jerked towards the bottom of the bed by his ankle. And then things just started, like toy airplanes, just started like flying all over the house, right? Lance starts Mm -hmm. sleepwalking and sleepwriting. In his writing, he wrote out the story of Charlie Reynolds, Lonesome Charlie, and they did find out, yes, there was a Charlie Reynolds who had ties to the area. 
He served as a scout for the military and was killed in the Battle of Little Bighorn. Charlie was, however, disgusted by the treatment of the Native Americans and was pro-Union. So, I just like that they had to put that in there to cover their asses about Lonesome Charlie. He was probably not any of those things if he existed. Okay, so the Eberhards decided they needed help and reached out to the Dead Files. They ended up getting a group of investigators who told them they were doing a preliminary investigation for the show with a psychic medium who had worked with Amy in the past. So the team comes out, and the team is there. Half of them are inside, half of them out. Jennifer starts smelling like there's like cigarette smoke everywhere, and other people are starting to smell this too, but nobody's smoking. The investigators felt like the basement had the most demonic presence, so they wanted to go down there. And so they go down there, and they ask a bunch of questions, and nothing happens. And so, like, one of them is like, well, we need to draw this out. Let's just all sit in a circle on the floor, right? And then let's all start asking, right. like, really aggressive questions. And so they're just, like, you know, yelling at the ghost. And Lance told them that someone grabbed them. And the investigators were like, did you just do that? And then Lance heard a voice behind him go, yes. And then he felt a cut on the back of his neck. And then he ran up the stairs and the crews were like super excited because they're like, we've got scratches. And Lance has said they were more like gouges. And so like he runs out and eventually though they get him to, like mm-hmm. the, eventually the team goes back to the basements and Lance was not down there, but he said he heard a team member say, we command you to come forward. Show yourself. And show yourself. Yeah, show yourself. Oh sorry, Lance was down there, right? And so Lance starts feeling like all oh, like like thinks he just passed out. But Jennifer is watching upstairs with the monitors and said he was picked up and thrown across the room. At this point, the investigators have decided it's too much and they have to leave. And Jennifer was pissed and was like, no, you're not just going to come in here and piss off this thing and leave. We have to live here. Right. And they're like, okay, well, we'll do this cleansing. Here's, we're going to burn some sage. So the psychic runs around with the sage thing. And if Diana has a cup right now, what does your cup say? Not enough sage in the world for this shit. Yeah. So apparently they did not have enough sage either. So as you staging, like a light bulb is bursting. And so uh, the psychic then was like, this is fucked up. Burn all this shit and delete all the evidence and we'll be in touch. So they don't hear from them for a while. And huh. Jennifer reaches out and they're like, nope, nope. Evidence was inconclusive. Delete everything. And so the, the family's like, oh, you actually weren't connected with dead files at all. And maybe you're sage didn't do anything right so things just start getting increasingly worse lance starts hearing a crazy lady talk and nobody else could hear her but he could he started getting migraines he couldn't sleep through the night one night while he was laying in bed he started hearing this woman whisper why are you ignoring me please tell me i am without words and scared and finally, he was like, "I'm gonna." He's like, "Because I don't like you, you scare me, and I want you to leave me alone." And she faded away, and the voice stopped. And it helped for a little bit, but Lance became uh, began to become physically ill. He had terrible joint pains. His insomnia was worse. Then one night, while he's trying to get to sleep again, he heard, "You can toss, you can turn, but you will never be comfortable again." I will make you come to me. 
I can make it all stop. All you have to do is come to me. And these are his exact words. The bitch was back and was now attacking me. So after that, sorry, I had to so after and, the, and so after that though his health continued to fail lance went to the doctor he was put on zoloft and meloxicam they didn't seem to help he kept hearing her giggle and but finally he was able to block her out but the last like right before that the last thing he heard her say was all the elixirs in the world will not help i am the only remedy so yeah, Good so Lord. things continue, right? At this point, like the oldest kid's gone for college, they have a horse, they have to put that down. Uh while they like they, how long do they fucking stay there stay with there. this shit going on? So I told you there's this was yeah, this is a two thousand eight, I think. Uh and then all the way forward, right? So we go through like Dead Files is there in two thousand sixteen, I think. So anyway, so yeah. when the horse gets put down, uh Lance saw like a tall man like standing in the horse's grave and Lance is like, What you doing here? He's like, I'm paying my respects. And then he walked off and disappeared through a fence. And Lance said he didn't think that guy was paying his respects. He thought he was angry. But then things got worse and everybody starts hearing the crazy lady screaming and the cigarette smoke and the pipe smoke. They're smelling that all the time. They catch somebody reacting to the scream on the, on audio and they finally find the real dead files people and they beg their production company for help. And they're like, look, you know, we're just finishing wrapping our season and we're not sure if we're going to be renewed. So we don't know. And so this is happening and they're like, now like the ghosts, like they think the ghosts are even madder because they're reaching out for help and wanting to punish them. Right. So Jennifer said she found like the dog food that spelled out like nice trick, like in dog food. It was pretty cool. Then there's like a spoon that's flying around and a screaming male has joined the female there are things that are just opening and moving and disappearing. The bar stools did the thing where they stacked on top of each other's was like legs to legs, you know, like they shouldn't be on the balance like this, but they can. And then activity extended outside to the garage and the barn. And the family is just getting sicker and sicker. Jennifer's got more bruises and scratches and stomach problems. And her vitamin D and iron levels have dropped in dangerously low levels and this is again this is all according to his blog right so they were over paranormal tv shows and i quote ghost adventures turned into turned into a primetime drama that only seemed to serve zach bagan's ego <laughs> Sorry, that was just really funny. I had that group in there. They just let people talk huh. and shit and talk about it. Just babies, whatever the fuck. All right, so, but electronics and appliances are just taking out a live on their own. They would stop working. They would reprogram themselves, which seems really convenient. They would break down together. Shadows are everywhere. Their light bulb bill was just through the roof. They were continuously being tormented by the previously mentioned spoon. 
so a spoon was found like in the yard and they brought it inside but then like it just like sh- like would end up like back there and then like the spoon just started like showing up like in all sorts of different places and then it started flying through hmm. the kitchen by itself then they're like okay we gotta get this on camera right so they left like a phone camera set up pointed out the spoon and they went in the other room then Lance heard a voice by his ear yell, hey, and he jumped up and he heard the spoon hitting the floor. Then he saw a pumpkin like flying towards one of the kids. Then the camera phone hit the floor and then they go get the recording, right? And they could hear the hay and the stuff hitting ground. And then they could see these long, bony, distorted hands reaching out toward the pumpkin and picking it up without touching it and then throwing it. No. Yeah, yeah. So the camera mm-hmm. then froze and Jennifer rebooted it, rebooted it, and the video is gone. But she backed it up in a cloud server, so they still have it. All right. So at this point, everyone has stopped sleeping in their rooms. They're all on the couch together. The kids are missing school. Their like knives are showing like up stuck in the ceiling. Uh, Jennifer has to have her gallbladder removed. Uh, they apparently also have like a, a puppy farm there, and a bunch of their puppies and their kennel die from parvo. Oh, wow. Lance then like he keeps seeing more and more figures and he said one day I, at dusk I was on the back deck and I heard the sound of a scream I wasn't sure if it was an animal or a human and as I turned I saw an Indian on a horse slowly walking from behind the garage I was frozen and scared because the look on his face was one of anger all of a sudden he charged and he got me at the blink of an eye with a spear drawn I couldn't move I just closed my eyes and I felt a coldness run through me and when I opened my eyes, he was gone, and I made a beeline for the house. As I said before about the knives being stuck in the ceiling, like these seemed to be a weapon of choice. They were in the ceiling, the walls, and the floor. While cleaning the kitchen one night, a knife was used to cut up a watermelon. It flew across the counter and cut Lance across the arm. And then he was like, I guess got angry because I felt like it was a cowardly move and like they should fight me fairly. And so I just want to fight or protect myself and my family. And, but then March of 2016, they found some hope because they were finally asked to be in the season eight premiere of Dead Vials. And at this point, Lance's voices were just like screaming and talking on top of each other. There were shadows that were knocking him down. And he thinks like the crazy lady was gathering forces to keep the dead files from coming. And Mm. one night she like apparently scared off one of their puppy customers. And so they were in the dining room. And after scaring them off, like Lance heard this whisper in his ear. I control this now. And he said he whispered back. No, you don't. And you never will. And she slapped him across the face. And she left like a visible handprint across his face. So the closer to the filming, the more increased the activity became. So the dead hmm. files come. They do their whole thing, right? So they do their big reveal. And Amy said that she could see hundreds of dead people walking back and forth in front of the house. But there were some main mm-hmm. spirits that were responsible for the family's issues. There was a woman who was jealous of others who get attention from Lance. And that spirit, she said, could physically assault the living as it feeds off the family draining their brain power and mental state. They think she was a woman named Hmm. Etta Peters who may have died from suicide on the property. They just know she was died. But they also think that she was attaching herself to Heidi 
the middle girl because Heidi has PK because she's a teenager. She's the one who's making all the poltergeist activity, right? Because like, mm. you know, they say that's what happens like during the teenage side. And then like the ghost is like attached onto, uh, onto Heidi and is using her as like a battery. Right. Yeah. But then this is so fucking disturbing. And it's a thing that gets mentioned. And then, like, I never see this get mentioned again. Then Amy tells Jennifer there are seven ghosts behind her trying to warn her about someone who is hurting one of your girls. They're saying that a living person is molesting the girl who sleeps in the back bedroom. And they are trying to protect her. What? This never gets brought up again. At least, like, not in the blog. I mean, maybe he talked about, he didn't talk about it on the show, like, this whole, like, well, I'm like, is this a cry for help that a child is getting, like, what the fuck here? Okay. Yeah. Um, but then they also say, you know, another one of the spirits, a tall man wearing a hat, um, you know, is a hat man, and Amy yeah. thinks that she is, that that was a man he's a menacing and dangerous figure and he was trapped in a room by the previous paranormal team and he was pissed well he was like trapped in the house like that was the one like i command you to come and he was like fuck i'm here and i can't leave and so that's why he was like you know yanking people out of bed and stuff but the show did give the family unlike sam and dean winchester after they did their things they did give the family an action plan and th- that is good, good right? Instead of just leaving, leaving them hanging, hanging like, do Enjoy your mental trauma. So they gave them things the family needed to do, including having the house cleansed by a Reiki master, burning frankincense, having everyone in the house uh, wear protective pendants, and cleaning the house, especially all services and windows with salt water, which they did. The Reiki person claimed came and cleaned the soul of the crazy lady's ghost and got her to cross over. Oh, they wow. got rid of the hat man, but there's still some residual, residual enemy energy that remains. And there are still visits from good and bad that are occurring. But they studied. They learned how to protect themselves. They sent their kid to a psychotherapist. And now, mainly what I can tell, they have just tweets about football. Oh, I think he also became yeah. ordained and attached to angels. I think I saw that somewhere. So I think he became huh. an angel, dude. Um an angel guy yeah so anyways that's the story of the Ebharts in kearney kearney missouri and in their crazy house haunting huh. i will not say that oh wait like all this stuff that got deleted strange weird well speaking of hat man we're about to to garth getting a, a, a ceremonial hat yeah, Dean gives Garth Bobby's hat back. I'm not saying that Garth is the hat man or Bobby. No. <gasps> um, you have solved the paranormal question that has been haunting people forever. Who is the hat man? No. Uh, so, yeah. So he gives, the, he gives the hat back, which is kind of, it's just super symbolic and meaningful, even though it's just a fucking hat. It's, not. it's Bobby's hat. Um, Bobby's dirty ass And, um, and he gets a call about a uh, a Wendigo, so he's got to leave. Phone, so, we, I... so he gets a call for the Wendigo, um, but the phone starts playing Hammer Time. And earlier, Dean had said if his phone plays Hammer Time, that he was going to to lose it, and that is what Garth's ringtone yeah. for Lamar apparently. 
Of course it was. Yeah. And, uh, but so Garth tries to start his car and it won't start. And why does that matter? Because it gives Garth the opportunity to say balls in the appropriate way. Well, in the motel, Sam's going to have a flashback talking to, telling Amelia how he doesn't pity her, blah, blah, blah. And how he lost his brother and it ran away just like her. And yeah. And then like, they should talk about it. Hmm. Yeah, it's so sensitive, right? It's just, it's a very sensitive thing. Sam is uber sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back at the motel, Sam and Dean are loading up baby, and Sam's like, you know, he's gonna talk. He's gonna open up about Amelia. He's gonna, her name was Amelia. We had a place in Kermit, Texas, and. You know, I know that you didn't really mean what you said, and I was at least I was honest, but you had secrets and acted all high and mighty. And uh, someday I might have to be the one that kills Benny. Yeah, and he also has a very good line. He's like, "You need to move on, or I, you know, or I will." Right? And but I mean, I think you. Know, he's like, besides like Dean, like I'm a, like you've got secrets, Dean. Like you got secrets about Benny. I'm like, no, Dean's a fucking psychopath. Like I think that's like. Benny's not your problem. Like, the how, like, Dean's been killing people since he's been back, or, like, monsters. Like, you know, those things, like, that's what I would be concerned about. Not Benny. But that's just me. Yeah. But we all focus on things, you know? So. Well, I'll give us a quick little I, I will say before, uh, before you leave that, that oh, the end ahead. of my notes just say after Sam, I was like, and Sam may be the bridge. I don't know if it was like bridge. I don't know why I put that in my notes, but who ices Benny when it comes to it? And then I just have ah written out for a long time. <sighs> well, I'll give us a quick little cast, uh, just a couple notes. Uh, Mary Lou was played by Chilton Crane. Uh, she's Mrs. Gibbon, Gibbons in Final Destination 2. Uh, and Susan in the 4400 is a very recurring character. We've got um, Deputy Doug Wallace was played by Aaron Craven, who was had a small parts as a scientist in Predator, the, uh, in the more recent version, and then uh, as a tech in the um, Day the Earth Stood Still. Chester Liu, who gets crushed by the car, um, that's uh, Chris Newland, and he was had a small part as a cop in Sucker Punch. And also has been in episodes of Stargate Atlantis and Smallville. And our Corporal Vance Collins, that's our dead, our dead soldier dude. that we, yeah, that's played by Nathan Dashwood. Uh, he's been in episodes of Smallville, Arrow, and Siren, and also a couple episodes in the Batwoman series as Joker. Joker. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So what did you think? So this episode. Um, the I actually really liked it. Well, I don't know. Scars. I was going to talk I shit mean... about the Sam and Dean di- dynamic, but even the Sam and Dean dynamic being annoying was entertaining because of the how it was yeah. done, and it forced some things to come out to the open, and sometimes that's important. And Garth, how do you, how do you hate Garth? I just can't hate Garth. And some really like cool dramatic death scenes. Yeah, that was good episode. Sounds shitty, but they were creative, even though I was traumatized. It was it was a traumatic episode at the same time. I think it was it's good. Yeah, I liked it. I'm excited to see where we're going 
Because we really barely have mentioned Kevin. Like, they alluded to it once, but that's really what they're still supposed to be after, right? This whole season. Ooh. And we've barely done that. Here it goes. Kevin. Where's Kevin? Say Kevin a lot. Sorry, I'm just trying to get no, a dog. Just not trying to get a dog All right. Cheers, Jake. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Get It production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Devil's Trap Podcast.